I'm speaking to Akshay Chaturvedi today. He is the uh, founder of uh, Leverage EDU. He also made it to the Forbes uh, 2020 list for Asia as well as India, and he has also been a part of the Prime Minister's uh, Champions of Change. So he started a company called Leverage EDU, which is an AI-enabled marketplace for students as well as professionals. to connect to mentors and uh, get better access to uh, higher education and uh, i personally feel very passionately about education and education technology because of its potential to break barriers and make it more inclusive and uh, accessible so uh, i'm really excited about this chat and i'm just going to add in uh, akshay here begin with could you give us an introduction about what leverage edu is who are your target customers and what services do you exactly sure. provide sure so we are uh, in essentially uh, a university admissions business uh, which helps uh, students with uh, first making the choice uh, what higher education should they pursue what career should they essentially be uh, moving towards uh, when they're very early in the journey Uh, then we help them uh, meet mentors from around the world who will essentially help them uh, take this journey forward uh, these are generally mentors who have been in their shoes previously uh, if i am from a kanpur i get match with somebody who is also from a kanpur with a similar uh, profile uh, say epl to epl sufi to sufi uh, as a mentee i am working with somebody i really aspire to be like and as a mentor i am working with somebody i feel like hey, you know what like i was like this person five years back in the day so i really want to help this person a lot of relatability which kicks in and uh, post that uh, this person essentially uh, uh, works uh, with this mentor and somebody uh, who is called a head coach in our system who's actually seen the admissions process from the last uh, 5 10 15 years who's an expert in this area and then get on to essentially getting an admit at one of their dream universities uh, to essentially uh, uh, helping them with everything that happens uh, following that uh, if it's and loan accommodation options all of those pieces uh, if it's abroad it uh, includes visa and all of those other uh, processes that are important as you move abroad as well so that's pretty much uh, the core of what we do the university admissions business and then we have uh, other uh, ancillary pieces to it we have a platform called leverage live which is a live learning classes platform uh, for students who want to pursue uh, uh, multiple programs like ilts so phil sat gre gmat uh and uh, also a marketplace that offers online courses from universities from around the world so you can kind of pick up a small 30 day course and upgrade your skills uh we have unique connect which is an online education fair platform which is essentially a great uh, like replicates an offline fair you can go in you can meet universities you can get on the spot offers you can get scholarships uh and uh, right now we are in the process of we are working hard towards launching a career guidance app uh, for school kids this uh, is that uh, we are launching a career guidance app now in the next uh, one and a half two months which will help uh, do the same thing uh, for school students as well starting grade 7 8 9 10 uh, which will help them understand what career is right for them and also map them to a mentor for personalized guidance so again uh, the larger uh, uh, vision and mission is to democratize access to the right quality of education uh, and make sure uh, that everybody yeah. is able to kind of successfully be able to get to their dreams yeah That's amazing. So, how how did you think of starting Leverage Review, and what was the inspiration behind it? Uh, sure. So, so pretty much started from a. In my life, uh, to have mentors uh, who have uh, right path, told me what to do, uh, told me how to get from point A to point B. 
uh, and i realized that i was able to get to those mentors probably because i was an extrovert i was reaching out to 200 people and not being affected if 95 people tell me to uh, get lost uh, but i realized that hey you know what like i could i, I could essentially get a great launch into my career uh, uh, just because i had the right people guiding me right people backing me uh, what if i can essentially uh, exponentially solve this problem and get access to mentors the right mentors personalized map mentors for millions of people and uh, because i truly believe that uh, uh, with the right mentorship uh, the life can completely change and uh, uh, when a life is transformed in middle india the entire family's life is transformed uh, you see families leveling up in itself and uh, yeah that's that pretty much hits home personally and uh, that's what we tried to do uh, when we started out the mentor marketplace but when it was just leverage and not leverage edu we started with multiple categories focused on school students focused on university students focused on students who are looking for their first job and uh, we saw maximum number of people essentially looking for our services focus on university admissions so that's where we essentially built out a brand in three years and over time we are essentially now going uh, covering the before and after of uh, the university admissions journey as well trying to help people who are in school trying to help people who essentially need our services uh, to decide what's the right skill to pick to decide what's the right job to pick uh, post getting a university degree as well so of course uh, uh, been a been quite a journey but again very very early days yeah well that's so amazing because i feel like there's there's such a lack of uh, like having a mentor in india and that concept is still so unexplored and it can really mm. like someone who really has that kind of experience can really add to you from their own experience absolutely just, you know you don't have to repeat the same mistakes so absolutely um, Yeah. So, uh, actually, coming to your entrepreneurial journey, you know, you did an MBA from uh, ISB in entrepreneurship, and you did your BCom honors for your undergraduation, and now you're uh, running essentially like a hardcore tech company. I mean, it's all hmm. AI enabled and it's completely online. So, how how does someone who's not coming uh, from a tech background start hmm. a tech company? Like, what would your advice be to someone who's not had that? You know, who's not an engineer and wants to hmm. sort of get into Please. Okay, so, so so let me kind of take it, break it in two parts. Uh, one piece is about uh, I think uh, the overemphasis of tech is kind of overrated here. Uh, the idea is to bring in tech uh, wherever you want to solve a problem. So in fact, even now when we speak to uh, uh, when we're sitting in a boardroom or when we're essentially speaking to media, uh, we always talk about how every single piece of tech that we've built till now, and we have built a lot of tech. Uh, uh, every single piece of tech that we've built till now. aligns to a particular business metric uh, it's either focused on making the student experience much better uh, much more comprehensive on the platform it's either focused on ensuring that there are a lot of free uh, tools for the user to explore if they don't want to enroll with us as a paid student uh, it's focused on either uh, distributing access to a large set of people for the student so so any so essentially any and every piece is focused on solving a business problem and and hence that's the second point as well so i think that before uh looking at uh, how tech can essentially come in and do things uh, you have to figure out uh, is there a business problem that you want to solve uh firstly is, is there a problem that you kind of really mm-hmm. fall in love with uh, are very passionate about uh, uh it's a hard lonely journey of course uh, are you ready to kind of uh, slog it out and uh, why do you want to torture yourself and give yourself the pain if you're not really passionate about it and that's where the impact part kicks in uh if this really makes you very very excited that's when you will essentially uh, jump into it and then you essentially figure out hey is there a business around it and then you validate it and if you do see a business around it then that's when you essentially start making the business more efficient from a technology perspective 
in my case uh, uh, of course uh, knew that i wanted to be an entrepreneur very early on would have started selling glass papers in grade 3 and starting my own uh, uh, books club and all when i was in grade 4 5 uh, but uh, uh, coming to the tech piece uh, of course in 2016 when i was working with a firm called babajob.com uh, this is uh, just after kind of finishing my mba and year after that i self learned uh, a bit of coding uh, for uh, a period of 6 to 8 months so of course not that i can code today uh, but uh, i have some rough idea on how much time it takes to complete a task and that pro- probably yeah. helps sometimes when i'm having chats with uh, aman who leads uh, tech for us now okay but but that's possible like someone who wants to enter into this space and if they have a concrete business problem to solve they they can uh, you know navigate through this without being from a tech background Correct, and 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 of course you can. One part is that you don't need to. Uh, you need. You can always find the right partners for yourself to uh, who align with the vision, who believe that this can be a big problem to solve as well. And second is, of course, you need to have some uh, working uh, knowledge of uh, how tech operates, how much time it takes to essentially hack something, so on and so forth. And I think that's pretty useful. Uh, in fact, I was yeah. uh, uh, I was I was reading this uh, about uh, one of these entrepreneur friends uh, who runs. Uh, oh, yo, Ritesh. Ritesh, when he went to China, I was reading about this couple of. He actually learned Mandarin, and he used to essentially uh, write Mandarin as well to uh, speak with the, all the employees uh, of uh, OU in China. And if you can learn Mandarin again, like coding is a small thing. At the end of the day, you would do anything and everything that you can to make your business successful. Yeah. So uh, coming back to your MBA, you know, so a hmm. lot of people who end up watching these lives are uh, like, you know. probably people who had a few years of work ex and are considering like an mba so what do you recommend to someone who like particularly is looking to start a business in india would you uh, like you know recommend them to go for an mba abroad versus an mba in india because you know i mean uh, one of the key like ideas behind an mba is also networking and if you want to start a business in india i, I believe it would be better to have like a network in india because you can reach out to them for problems that you have here so what is your opinion on that So again, I, I think it depends. I'll again break it into two pieces. Uh, uh, first one is: Do you need an MBA or not? Uh, it's not necessary for sure. Uh, yeah. Does having it help? Maybe uh, it helped in my case. Again, it depends on the problem that you're trying to solve. Uh, what higher education probably does is uh, it's it's a bundled degree, right? It comes with multiple things. Uh, networking is one piece of it that you spoke about. uh it adds a credential to you which is very very valuable which will essentially tag you along uh, uh like we connected because we had both worked for the same company at some point of time right uh and immediately when i heard that i was like wow okay there's somebody who has worked at ey as well and that develops a connect right away so i think uh, the credential part uh, is there the networking part is there uh, the overall grooming part is there uh, but i think sometimes you underestimate the academic part as well uh my biggest learning from my mba was that uh, i could break a problem into multiple pieces structure it and uh, structure my own thoughts when i essentially am trying to hack something which is meaningful uh without that uh, foundation without that uh, uh structure it would have been very difficult for me to essentially run my business on a day to day basis today so i i really value the academic piece that comes in with an mba or comes in with any master's degree as well uh second part is again uh, uh do you necessarily need to do an mba only or could you essentially do some other course which relates more to what you want to do uh if i want to start say a uh, wine business can i just go out and study do a masters in wine specialization in food tech or something uh can i go out and do a luxury fashion management uh do i want to do something in sports can i go out and do a sports management sports nutrition 
so there i am now kind of learning how to break uh, uh, sports problems or i'm trying to break how do you essentially break a supply chain problem when i'm looking to get into fashion uh, because fashion is not just about those uh, ramp uh, shows it's also about how supply chain works how the yard works how uh, the trend how the uh, excel mill workers uh, go about their process how much time does it take same thing for sports uh, do i want to network with the espn guys do i want to network with the bbc guys do i want to network with the uh, Uh, the differentiate bodies uh, so i i always believe that it's uh, better to make a global network uh, uh, and 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 when you essentially go to a global school today one out of every six people as you know are indian you always will find enough indians who are the best of the crop uh, there as well uh, so there is no one versus other uh, it again depends on what you want to do at that particular point of time uh, there are people who don't need an mba and who have built out beautiful businesses uh, Uh, we have enough examples of that uh, we don't essentially yeah. need to even do undergrad for that uh, but again uh, for somebody who's uh, uh, looking to get a great leg up uh, it definitely reduces time in my case uh, my first round of fundraising uh, came in from uh, a bunch of people who had gone to isb so about four alums across uh, eight classes uh, 2005 2009 2010 uh, and uh, three professors uh, who had taught me and these professors from all around the world because wow. i was a visiting professor model and uh, that continues to help me a lot because i was in the education business and uh, the fact that i had professors guiding me and kind of telling me uh, what's the latest research that will really help us uh, uh, be mo- be more on the edge be competitive uh, against uh, brick and mortar competitors who we were kind of uh, solving this pro- problem against uh, i think that really added a lot of value in my journey and would have definitely accelerated our pace by 1 to 1 and 1/2 years Yeah. Okay. I, I also. I, I'm, I'm, but, but I'm in the education business, so I have a bias. I would always recommend education. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, also, uh, you know, uh, so you've had a very rich experience. So, like in a very short span of time, you've worked at Snapdeal and KPMG and Ernst and Young, and you know, then Baba Jobs. So. you uh, i mean you were you know you worked across all these uh, companies and then you decided to start your own business so how did you sort of make that transition from having a 9 to 5 job to having your own business and especially you know because at the end of the day it's a very practical decision as well especially for someone who does not have the backing of you know a family business or like hmm. accumulated savings so how does one make that transition when is the right time or for your uh, opinion to make that transition interesting uh i'll again pick this uh, answer also into three pieces first piece is uh, uh did not do such quick transitions mai 30 saal ka hu trishla matlab uh kafi time bitaya in sub companies ke andar i am not as young now as i would have uh, wanted to be so uh again uh, i've spent about two and a half three years at ey uh, it could also in fact come across as this was a very distracted guy who couldn't stay at one place for a very long period of time uh that's how i would have looked at it if i was hiring myself uh but anyway so again uh, i think uh, the second piece of it is that i was never in a 9 to 5 job i think uh, you have worked at ey as well and uh, i joined ey like my, my first job was at kpmg where i was for about 6 to 7 months and then i joined ey and i worked there for about 2 to 3 years uh i think at uh, at, at most of these uh, larger uh, in, in fact this is more particular to big four you start your day at about 9 to 10 am and then you kind of end it next day at uh, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So mm-hmm. 9 to 5 culture, though, कभी देखा ही नहीं मतलब समझ में नहीं आया and uh, I, I I I can essentially attribute to my manager of that time. Uh, but but I think uh, uh, that slog came through from there and from then onward. Uh, 
my aspiration always was to so i was always doing something on the side i was trying to either support a business uh, start uh, start up uh, in some small way i tried to start something in the uh, export uh, business uh, we had a website called india indulge in 2012 where i wanted to uh, leverage onto my isec network uh, and uh, start selling uh, clothes uh, from uh, ngo called pardada pardadi educational society which was there in uh, himachal pradesh i believe and we used to sell it to uh, people in europe and then we realized that this company came called india roots run by rahul narvekar who is now a very good friend and they kind of disrupted our business so i was doing a bunch of things on the side the aspiration was to get on to the internet economy i remember interviewing with uh, jabong and snapdeal uh, in 2012 13 for a product manager role and they asked me to fuck off they told me that boss agar engineer nahi ho to product manager banne ka sense hi nahi banta of course now it's changed now we have a product manager in our team uh, who is not uh, an engineer and uh, who come from very varied backgrounds and they add so much value but back then product manager was as simple as kind of communicating to engineers and just uh, ensuring the vision is replicated in the right way in the product uh, so from there to essentially my larger reason to do an mba was i wanted to break into the internet economy and then work with a bunch of uh, these internet players was lucky enough to uh, uh, join snapdeal uh, uh, that is also a different story uh, i had written a cold email to kunal bhel and he replied like within 2 minutes i was trying to sponsor my tickets to the us when i was going for this fellowship and uh, and that's how when i was kind of finishing that fellowship it made sense to come back to snapdeal and learn how to uh, grow and build a business which was uh, in its uh, finest phase in 2015 and uh, the third piece to your question was uh, about accumulated savings so wo to funda matlab i think mere sath bhi tha i very simple uh, uh, calculation that i had made was uh, when i was about to start leverage uh, I told my girlfriend of that time, now my wife, that मेरे पास ये छह महीने के पैसे हैं जो मैंने खट्टे किए हैं। अगर इसमें business चल गया तो ठीक है, नहीं चला तो मैं दोबारा नौकरी पकड़ लूँगा। I'll ensure that we get married. And uh, thankfully, uh, yeah. we made money in those first six months and did not have to look back and did get married two years back. Uh, but yeah, of course, everybody <laughs> who starts from uh, uh, zilch has to kind of uh, figure out where will the first cash come from, where will the first customers come from, uh, where would the first funders be. and uh, uh, it of course it was a uh, journey with all its ups and downs uh, but in hindsight uh, uh, it teaches you so much and you won't want to do it any other way yeah that's amazing so uh, picking up from what you told me about the email you sent to uh, kunal bell can you elaborate more on that and also tell me how, how did, what did that lead to and uh, and also about your uh, experience at um, Drapers is that how you pronounce it? I'm not sure. Correct, correct. Yeah. correct, correct. No, so a uh, little bit of a backstory in 2012-13 when I was trying to break into the internet economy. Uh, I I was always in a habit of uh, I follow this policy in my life called the LIC insurance agent policy. So there are two ways to kind of uh, hustle on in life. Uh, one is uh, you uh, act like a pretty uh, uh, pretty girl or pretty boy and sit in a corner and make sure that uh, you make everybody envious in the room and people come to you. the other strategy is the lsc insurance strategy that like go all out like uh, go and uh, not spam everybody but but try and engage as much as you can in a polite and respectful way and uh, but just go all out and uh, 70 log gali denge to 30 log to matlab bolenge ki theek hai they will appreciate your uh, reaching out uh, to them and uh, five will say yes and essentially you will have uh, two or three people reach out to you and become your champions so i think that's a strategy i have followed from very early on in my life and uh, when i was trying to break into the internet economy Uh, very early on uh, it had just started to kind of become mainstream in india 2011 12 i wrote an email to 
this female called Heidi Roizen, who is a very senior partner at a VC firm in Silicon Valley. And I had no idea back then that uh, about her stature, but I had reached out to her because I could see that uh, uh, she had worked at Apple, she had uh, worked at Microsoft for a short duration, she had seen multiple businesses, and uh, I said so and so, and uh, like like would to, would love to essentially speak to you. And she she said that hey, thanks for reaching out, but I don't have the time. And uh, then I pestered, and uh, then finally, like I think she got tired of me, and she said uh, there's a nice talk where she talks about it. I'll share the link with you after this. And she spoke about this finally in 2016. She said, "I was so pestered by this guy, but he was so respectful and polite. So I still thought that I will tell him that okay, you can email me once uh, for like five minutes uh, every 15th." And uh, and she thought that I will forget, but I actually remembered and put it on my calendar. And I used to email her every single <laughs> month, and uh, and that started a relationship. So I think so about two and a half years later, when I was still at ISB, and I realized that uh, uh, Heidi had a case on her. It was a Harvard Business School case study on her. Uh, that we uh, <laughs> essentially went through in business school, and I was like, okay, wow, I had no idea, Heidi, that you had a case study on yourself. And uh, that's when she said that, hey, you know what, you all you've been speaking about Silicon Valley for years. There's this new fellowship which has come out. Uh, Tim Draper, uh, she used to work at DFG Ventures, so Draper, Fisher, Jewelstone. There have been investors in Tesla, Skype, uh, SpaceX, which is mm-hmm. going to see a launch very soon. Uh, yeah, Hotmail, yeah. Baidu, all of these companies. Uh, so she said, "Hey, why don't you essentially apply to this fellowship, uh, and uh, I'll put in a word, and uh, that's what happened." Uh, so uh, I had a scholarship to kind of help me go through the fellowship. I was still figuring out my accommodation, my uh, uh, flying, and everything else, uh, uh, like every middle-class hustler would. And uh, that's when I, I, my accommodation came in from Thai. Uh, Thai is this again, you would know, entrepreneurial body which helps, uh, which fosters mm-hmm. entrepreneurship in their words. uh and then i was figuring out my flight tickets and i rode into kunal sir ki aise se hai matlab kunal aap batao aap help karoge main matlab baad mein wapas aake india ki i want to make india proud and all of that uh and uh, he reverted and he marked his hr and that's how it started uh, it led to me uh, going to dripper and uh, i had a great experience there for about 4 months uh that's where leverage essentially was incubated in some way and uh, yeah uh, i think uh, that pretty much was the foundation of what we are doing today and Today we also Draper uh, uh, University folks have now launched an online program. Uh, we have started uh, distributing that in India, so it's come okay. a full circle. Okay. Okay. I think that there needs to be an entire article on how you went about this and how you got there, and just like it should be captioned the Go Getter or something. It's just so like inspiring yeah. and so fun to hear. Very, very kind of you. Very kind of you. I've just been lucky. I've been at the right place at the right point of time. That's all I've been trying for uh, in the last decade, or even before that, as a kid. That's amazing. So, um, yeah. So, uh, coming to your company, was there was there like hmm. a pilot before you really full fledgedly went into this, and like how did you validate this idea, and before really hmm. like giving all of it to this idea? Sure. Sure. So we did two pilots. Uh, the larger pilot I told you was, of course, uh, till my savings run out. Uh, but 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 more seriously speaking, uh, uh, two pilots. Uh, one was uh, <laughs> focused on the career guidance category. So we went to three schools and we uh, saw if we used to have an app back in the day. Funny, we don't have an app today. We are launching one again now, and we saw if students were really kind of uh, enjoying it, uh, and we had a lot of success in that uh, three Delhi spe- uh, specific schools, and then. Uh, Uh, i had also started to kind of help uh, because i was an isb alum i had started to kind of help people who wanted to get to isb and that's how the business kind of started on the university admissions piece and then more people started to reach out i had a full 100% success rate 
on every student who I had mentored uh, was able to make through their dream university. And then we kind of started getting in more guys who were from the industry, started getting in more people who were alumni. Uh, and uh, we realized that uh, it's a, a space where, uh, uh, how do I put it? It's a space where many people kind of try to stay away from the space because they believe that it will take a long time to build a business here. It's easier to build uh, technology-driven modes in businesses which give you uh, tech-driven efficiencies very fast, like a logistics business or an entertainment business or something like Instagram or TikTok, uh, where you can yeah. kind of get to virality much faster and have uh, millions of users. Yeah. Uh, and then again, uh, have the larger problem of monetizing these, uh, which is what uh, a Kevin at Instagram face and a uh, Joanne at WhatsApp face, and uh, that's how these got acquired by uh, Facebook. And uh, so you have all of these problems of monetization that kick in later. And the other piece is, uh, do I want to focus on a limited set of users, add a lot of value in their lives, enrich their lives completely, make sure that they kind of swear by my product, uh, but uh, make a larger amount and not essentially depend on advertising as a revenue. So the latter piece is something that kind of really excited me from a thesis perspective. And uh, that's what we focused on. And we, as we essentially uh, move further and further on, in the beginning, we were very sure that we wanted to, in the university admissions piece, uh, that we wanted to build a lot of tech products for universities to get access to the right talent in the South Asian geography. Uh, we really wanted to do all courses across all countries, uh, but we realized that that will be a very foolhardy way of kind of starting the business. So in the first, I think six months, we only focused on the MBA. Seventh month onward, we started focusing on STEM degrees in the US, then on data science degrees, because these are all again more easier programs to kind of handle and you can get more mentors easily. It was easy to kind of uh, call uh, 10 friends from Ivy Leagues and tell them that, hey, can you be mentors on the platform and then do the big borrow steal uh, to essentially then getting mentors from uh, for different courses from around the world. And uh, over time, I think we have now, we now do multiple products for the universities as well as for the students. Where we have a complete product to it. Uh, we help students of all types, uh, be it somebody who is from a Vizag or Amravati or somebody who is in a Bombay or a Delhi at Nariman Point or a South Delhi. And I think uh, we have built out a brand over time uh, uh, about as a, as a company which focuses on what's the right career for you. And they will not, that's, it's not a company which will just push you into doing a data degree or uh, doing a random MBA, but will really tell you that, hey, is culinary uh, arts right for you? Why don't you go and become a chef? Uh, is sports nutrition really right for you? Why don't you go out and do this program in partnership with Chelsea at uh, uh, this uh, university called St. Mary's in London and directly get a job at uh, Chelsea to begin your career? Like if I was, I've, I've been a huge football fan myself. If I knew that uh, I could uh, go out and do an undergrad degree which is sponsored by Chelsea, I would have jumped at it. Like I would have preferred to start my career at Chelsea than at KPM Jorimai. So again, uh, I, I think it's, it's also a function of a lot of people. This is information arbitrage and uh, technology modes are very difficult to build in this space. Uh, and which, which I believe is why the business is also fun because you're impacting such a wide variety of uh, people from all across. And uh, it's a business that is not going to be easy to compete against uh, as you uh, every single day of execution is in uh, some sense a moat uh, towards the future. Yeah, I answered it more than I should have. But yeah, no, no, thank no, you no. for answering. Thank you for asking yeah. this question. So, uh, so <laughs> thank you for answering it. I'm very like, uh, I'm like, I really love all your answers and they're very, very informative. So I'm very happy about that. So you don't have to thank cut you. them short. So, uh, yeah, so uh, talking about mentoring, you know, so the main idea behind, behind Leverage at, uh, EDU is to is mentoring. But Correct. I feel like in India, mentoring hasn't 
like it hasn't really evolved to that point so how do you sort of spread right. awareness for what you're offering your product because there's still this mentality about just be good at academics and you know probably like do one of these ca and medical i mean it is changing but hmm. like no bangalore more so in urban like like bombay and like delhi but otherwise it's still like you know people don't really look at these other aspects like mentoring and stuff other than just academics so how do you sort of how are you sure. spreading awareness about that sure so uh, no beautifully uh, uh, you kind of summarized my answer in your question uh, and uh, so when we started out leverage we were just a mentorship marketplace where people would come in randomly for mentorship advice and it was very difficult to also essentially uh, have somebody pay for mentorship slash career advice because the belief larger belief is that yeah. hey you know what like i'll just message somebody on linkedin and they will respond uh, and that's very tough to debate against uh, uh, because it is true and uh, so what we realized as we move further is that uh, we'll have mentorship uh, we'll of course we'll build the company on the legs of mentorship but we'll have it as a key part of the overall process we won't essentially use it uh, to build awareness uh, to kind of uh, come in and uh, be on our platform and the tangibility uh, at least uh, at least today and for the foreseeable 5 to 7 years i i am thinking a very bold statement will still be about what do we really want to do with this mentorship and hence we said that uh, and hence the pivot happened to say it's a university admissions business uh you yeah. can get to a computer science degree at sanford you can get to a sports degree at st mary's you can get to uh, uh a food tech degree at satellite in scotland and and you can do a fashion management at this beautiful institute in uh, germany or automobile engineering in germany uh but how we will differentiate is uh, by way of not giving you access to a random consultant down the street uh but having you speak to mentors who have kind of uh, been in your shoes and who have kind of made out a career for themselves and working in these xyz companies so that you really feel inspired in your journey uh so mentorship in itself we realize that it can't be uh, uh i don't want to use the word sold but uh, it can't be essentially uh, used as a main offering and used as a main value prop it can definitely yeah. be used as a differentiator in terms of how you will go about a different process so we have people on the platform uh, who want to do actuarial science uh and we give them an actuary mentor who's working in an insurance company mm-hmm. in london right now we have people who want to do uh, who want to become great doctors and do us uh, like a specialization in surgery and we have doctors from say a us or a germany or a australia who are kind of helping these guys so uh, same thing for ca cpa acw all of those things and uh, i think that is what has helped us uh, uh, will it change and will it will we start uh, kind of uh, start using mentorship as a main value prop in the future uh, we'll get to know in 2 to 3 months when we launch this product in schools and we'll see how schools pick it up as b2b entities uh, but b2c we saw it a lit- little bit difficult to kind of build on to that and i think that's what has been proved out by the larger edtech landscape uh, parents will essentially uh, be excited about something that adds value in the everyday of their uh, child's routine uh, not necessarily something which is uh, way beyond the extracurriculars out there so of course uh, one is the impact piece and second is the business piece and uh you have to ensure that both of them have a parallel uh, perpendicular uh, uh, yardstick and both of them are cross crossing each other as you build a business yeah yeah so uh, also uh, actually you know one of your uh, one of the things that i really feel uh, like you know one of the things that i read and i felt very good about reading it was how you're trying to democratize this uh, whole space hmm. because hmm. you know in a bombay or in De- or like say in a delhi or even in smaller cities as like you know there's a category of people who have like access to like the best counselor so like, like let's say even from kanpur like someone will like travel to bombay hmm. you know get the best counselor but that's a very very like small percentage of the that's population right. 
but for uh, like more and then there's like a mid range who are aware of like counselors and they probably like approach someone in their own cities hmm. but are you at all considering the market that probably does not even have a stable like internet connection but they are Correct. diligent like they probably go to government schools but they are like brilliant at what they do but they don't have that kind of exposure so are they also part of your target market considering you know at the end of the day it's a business so how do you sort of like try to include them and make this more inclusive sure so i think this is the first piece is that uh, thanks to uh, mukesh ambani and thanks to jio uh, india has largely become very digital uh, today uh, in fact we have people who Uh, uh come on to our platform and are already have all the information that they can get uh, from the platform on free and then they when they essentially make the first call they're already armed with the uh, multiple 10 to 12 questions uh, and we see these calls coming in from tier 5 tier 6 cities so i think that has really changed a lot in the post geo world uh, people have access to uh, we have a million plus uh, people who come on to our platform every single month and we have a lot of free tools for them in terms of what destinations they want to explore what tests they want to take uh, a lot of videos for them to essentially go about a lot of faqs uh where should they uh, take a loan from uh, how should they go about their cost of living where should they essentially figure out uh, uh, uh what different uh, courses or universities will be right for them uh, with our ai calculator and so on and so forth so i think uh, today we are still able to focus on everybody who has a mobile in their hand and uh, the aspiration of course is to reach the last mile uh, uh yeah division yeah. is there uh, but not being able to hack it today very honestly uh yet today we are still able to kind of get to whoever has a mobile in their hand uh, that's the first piece uh, second piece is about uh, uh, that that democratizing access piece uh, that you spoke about uh, so what we do is we build in price sensitivity to uh, uh, how we go about our different services so for example somebody uh, where the mentor is uh, going to be very expensive for us for example if somebody is applying to ivy league or equivalent colleges there a large part mm-hmm. of what we charge is going to go to the mentor itself uh that's where we have a slightly larger revenue uh, average yeah. revenue per unit uh, that we make from the student in a lot of other uh, categories where uh, uh, we uh, where the mentor is not going to be as expensive or the mentor is going to be provided from the university itself and we don't have to essentially do too much about it there we make money only when the student gets to a university and uh, essentially the service is kind of completely free for the student and we tell them that hey you give us these uh, 10000 15000 rupees once you get an admission so different price sensitivity points that are built out in the entire process across multiple categories uh, so that we continue to be accessible for people across uh, uh, those multiple socio uh, demographic uh, yeah. points as well yeah okay that's amazing so uh, coming to the business aspect of leverage do you uh, so how do you when you start a business you know eventually it's like word of mouth and organic mm. sales but how mm. do you get those first few sales going when you just like sort of launched sure so i think uh, the first uh, I, i think this is a larger advice uh, that i would love to give to people uh, who are tuned in as well uh, i think it really helps if you are out there and if you're talking about what you're doing uh, and uh, people really value that people really kind of get some uh, awareness uh, thanks to that so when i was kind of helping people out uh, very randomly doing one is to one admissions help or doing one is to one career help i was making case studies out of it and i was putting it out on social media beat on a uh linkedin uh, twitter uh, wechat uh wherever like uh, had i started the business today i would have been on tiktok uh, but i was doing a bunch of those things which uh, had more people come into uh, our platform and say that hey this is something new that you're trying to do and how can i essentially be a part of it uh, so that strategy was super useful be in terms of uh, hiring the first 5 7 10 people in the company as well as uh, uh, kind of getting the first few customers 
and from there like you said uh, the word of mouth was organic reach kind of kicks in yeah. uh, and that yeah. is a very key part of how we want to run the business as well we uh, don't uh, go lavishly spending on marketing we really believe that a large part of our business should come in from referrals where one student is really happy and they refer us to another customer so yes okay so in the beginning you go all out and just like talk about your business and put it out on I told on the LIC sort of platform the, the LIC insurance agent strategy like i told you yeah yeah so uh, coming to funding you know you've been able to get some like really good investors on board mm. and you've also been sort of like on both sides of the fence you've worked at a vc and you also raised funds for your own business so what do you think how can you walk us through the process of getting funded and what what do you think is that one thing that truly really hits it off with like investors and you know what mm. do they really look for like a deal breaker of sorts Okay. So just a course correction first. Uh, I have not worked at a VC. I have uh, I was a fellow at a program run by VC, the Draper piece. Uh, but I've largely been on the other side only. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. So so I think when we raised the first round, it was largely individuals. Uh, I can talk about uh, the journey. Uh, it helps if you have uh, people in your network who really believe uh, in you or have seen you work in some capacity. So I had the I was. i was i just moved shift from baba job at that point of time i had the my first investor was uh, the cfo of our job who had seen me work in a very like uh, close capacity and said it okay this guy will at least ensure that uh, he's working super hard and uh, making sure uh, the business doesn't close down in the first 6 months or the first 12 months and then i had a bunch of these like i told you some alum some professors so so i think it's very helpful if you build a network for yourself and especially given uh, the theme for today we are talking about people who have worked for a few years and then they are getting into business uh, it helps a lot if you have uh, spent time around uh, uh, people who have uh, an opportunity to see uh, you demonstrate those uh, uh, attributes which are very important to build and scale a business both build and scale a business yeah. uh, so i think uh, that's what happened in my case i had kind of more or less all my previous bosses kind of come in and put in a check i had some of my friends come in and put in checks in the first Uh, around of the business and then uh, i think the more important part as it uh, comes through which uh, uh, relates to how you kind of get a vc to invest in your business uh, i think there it's largely a function of uh, uh, being very very categorical about the problem that you're solving and why you are the best person to solve it uh, and i think that just cuts the ice i, I and and of course i think uh, uh, making sure you uh, be very uh, persistent uh, with the Uh, these folks and you don't kind of give up for example in my journey i we had i spoken to about 25 vcs and in the end we had five term sheets that came through but uh, uh, those five term sheets came through after uh, like like when the first term sheet came through that's when the other four flowed in so i think that's what happens in vcs sometimes the first one or two people say yes and then everybody says that hey yes 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 i was on the edge as well and i want to make a decision too and then you kind of get an option to choose people you want to work with uh our uh, first backer was uh, again so uh, happy to kind of uh, so that if if it helps somebody who's tuned in so for example uh, uh, our uh, we had a mentor called vishal gondal who runs a company called goki uh, which is uh, india's largest preventive healthcare company today and uh, i had vishal connect me to the good folks at dhg consumer partners and uh, but had i not had uh, the right angel investors in my first round i wouldn't have been able to connect to the right vcs and i think a lot of times people take uh, any money that is on the table and that is yeah. my uh, earnest request to all uh, early stage entrepreneurs that make sure who you're taking money from 
it has to be useful it will kind of define who you are uh, and what you are doing in the future years as you kind of go out and raise uh, more money uh, in the case of bloom ventures had multiple connections with them uh, including one of my early uh, investors working in their sister firms uh, uh, bloom being a part of the draper network in some way uh, at that point of time and uh, yet i think uh, uh, karthik reddy who's who's a partner and who i closely work with uh, i uh, first met him in august 2000 uh, 18 at uh, the sidelines of uh, prime ministers champions of change that you spoke about in the beginning and uh, it took me a full uh, september october november december january june so it took me about 9 months to set up a meeting with him and that meeting was in a starbucks and uh, then i realized that uh, i had a 20 minute slot and then unless you 20 minute slot bhi nikalta ja raha hai because he is in a meeting that is uh, being previously uh, overrun uh in that meeting like i al- always joke about it now there was anant who is now the uh, who's who's now a very good friend he runs a company called milk basket uh, and uh, so anant was kind of to minute less kiya mera to time over ho gaya matlab ye to anant hi baithe rahega yahan pe and then kartik said that hey you know what like we should be reschedule it like 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 where are you going next he said i'm going for this meeting in vasant kunal let me sit in your cab that's fine we'll we'll have like 30 minutes to chat about and uh, i knew that like, those are 30 minutes i have after spending 9 months with uh, uh, waiting to get a get on a call with uh, karthik because i really wanted to work with him and, and i was really kind of uh, i'd seen how he supports uh, founders uh, uh, like like a dunzo or uh, other companies which i was a fan of uh, when i was kind of on the edge and uh, those 30 minutes were i think uh, very uh, we had a great chat and we ended up kind of chatting for another 30 minutes after we reached the destination and this was uh, may this was june 2000 uh, yeah two years back 2018 and this was a heat storm blowing in this is saket and we were kind of still continuing to have a chat and he said hey you know what like i'll, I'll put money at the right time and uh, that's how things worked so i uh, if i have to take out something from it in hindsight today uh, uh, i think uh, a little bit of persistence about people you want to work with because uh, it's not about just money it's about the larger advice that they bring and i realized that i would have been a lesser founder or we would have been a lesser company if we hadn't taken money from uh, bloom and dsg as we did uh, in our journey so it's very important who you take money from at every single stage yeah right and then you have to part with your equity and then you have to work with them in the future so it gets best to be which is fine which is fine which is i've always believed in that funda that uh, you teach to class 8 uh, students that do you want to have 10% of uh, huge pie or do you want to have 100% of something which is like zilch so <laughs> yeah. and and, 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 and like, yeah you're right you're right and, and hence it's also important uh, because you don't want to just get cash for that uh, equity that you're parting away yeah. with you want solid advice yeah. and you want a partner who would stick with you and who would help you become a much better company as you move forward in your journey Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes. actually, before I ask you my rest of the questions, I just want to take up the questions that have come in. Sure. What? Okay. This is again around your idea validation. How did you know when you had the right idea? So, I think there are two kinds of entrepreneurs. Uh, uh one who look at the feasibility of a business uh, uh and they kind of drop multiple ideas and then kind of start hacking them uh second kinds are those who really feel very uh, uh i won't use the word passionately i think that's a overused word uh, obsessively about a certain uh, cause 
or about uh, a certain area that they really want to be uh, like want to dedicate their life to so i fall in the second category i don't see myself doing any other business uh, i was i was doing a chat about 3 days back uh, similar chat i was asked to comment on deep tech and some other pieces of uh, the startup industry i was like like i know zilch about these i only know about my business and that's all i care about i only know about uh, what's happening in the higher education world what a university is doing across the world uh, what university dean is saying what uh, what is going to happen in 2023 i try and read anything and everything i can but i am kind of pretty much focused on my specialization and my industry and uh, i follow in the second bracket uh, and uh, i believe that if you and, I, and 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 of course those both kinds of people are uh, successful in the longer run uh, i am i'm yet to discover uh, whether, whether this will work for me or not uh, in 10 years from now uh, but i believe that this is again more fulfilling because uh, you never feel as if you are working you're always tuned in because this is something that you've wanted to do all your life and yeah. uh, you are you are essentially in some way uh, getting uh, paid for uh, your own learning your own growth uh, and living your passion so i think there's nothing more better than and more beautiful than that yeah yeah and uh, coming to my next question you know right now it's obviously like these very difficult times that we're all living in completely hmm. or like unprecedented and new so how hmm. are you navigating through covid and uh, how are you uh, you know do you plan to tailor your uh, services post covid considering mm. uh, you know price point like in terms of your price points because you know an expanding ability might change and how are you navigating through that sure uh sure so so what we i think uh, there's a quote that i read somewhere not my original quote but uh, uh you can get ahead of the car in front only when it's raining so uh and right now it's pouring like it's pouring bad uh, yeah. so i think we have seen this as an opportunity to we largely uh, in the indian landscape we compete with the uh, brick and mortar companies uh, who have a very different style of doing business as compared to ours so in fact we have seen this as an opportunity to kind of go out and scale much more faster uh, do more things for students be more student friendly uh, we have ever since the lockdown started we have done 35 uh, sessions like these that uh, uh my uh, team of uh, counselors uh, uh, my team of head coaches some of our mentors kind of volunteer to uh, kind of do for the benefit of students uh we've been kind of uh, putting out a lot of other free resources uh that those are the larger pieces in which we are saying we are trying to uh, speak to more universities uh and so on and so forth so th- that's a larger theme of uh, trying to look at uh, the situation uh, what we've done more specifically is that uh, we have uh, tried to launch completely new products which will change the whole uh, uh, industry during these times uh, for example in the first week of april we launched something called uni connect that i spoke about we realized that students can't go out now and speak to universities as they would uh, when universities would come and do these fairs we universities can't come out to uh, south asia or other parts of the world right now to speak to students uh, right away uh, so we built out this online education fair platform where universities from around the world can kind of come in get a booth for themselves and students can join that booth uh get on the spot offers uh, get uh, information about scholarships and financial aid and so much more uh then we started focusing more on our uh, live learning platform called leverage live where people are learning not just uh, uh, test prep driven uh, uh, courses like an ilts or a tofil or a sac but they're also uh, we are focusing on helping them learn some micro skills which will be very useful for them in the longer run uh on leverage live we also launched a marketplace that uh, helps all all of our uh, partner universities launch uh, small courses 3 uh, month 6 month 12 month courses that is something that we are working on today uh 
and give this uh, give access to uh, uh, students uh, at a much uh, fairer price point which will help them move to the next level uh, so as uh, universities get unbundled in the next decade and there's something that we spoke about a couple of minutes before uh, the credential part the networking part the academic part all of the pieces are going to look much different uh, there are going to be enough people who want to look at the at the wholeness of it as well who still want to go to a university and enjoy the entire experience uh there're going to be some people who say that yeah i don't really want to focus on the academic piece of it it's going to be different from moocs uh it's not going to be a zoom class for sure online education has to be built ground up it can't be just moving the university version to a zoom uh, class uh but it's going to look and feel different it's going to be far more useful for people who essentially don't want the whole experience and then there're going to be some people who want to focus on the credentials piece which really helps them kind of move forward and these people could look at the three month four month programs for example isb does a bunch of these programs in certificate in say this what certificate in this and uh, that helps them kind of uh, put isb tag on their uh, shoulders in some way so as that happens i think uh, higher education will only kind of uh, the overall impact will only kind of expand and access will widen and uh, we see ourselves as a company which uh, uh in in some way if i have to use very easy word to describe us we are a distributor uh of this access we are a distributor of higher ed uh so when in, when a part of it moves online we are very happy because it helps us kind of uh, expand that access uh, much quicker and it aligns with our vision so that's what we're doing right now we are trying to uh, not just try to innovate at our end and make problems easier in the way we look at it but also uh, speak to universities from around the world we are launching a remote readiness survey Uh, uh about in two weeks from now in figuring out how remote ready are universities for the future and uh, we're doing a lot of things with universities that uh, will also help them brace this impact and move them online as much as possible uh so as a three way marketplace uh, uh, between students mentors and universities uh, we believe that uh, we have a duty towards all three stakeholders and uh, that's what we focus upon uh, you'll see a lot more coming uh, from our tables in the next six to eight months yeah Amazing, and you know, I actually read about the education fair that you hosted on your uh, the online education fair that Correct. you hosted. I found that so uh, like interesting because, like COVID or no COVID, I think that is so helpful because Correct. you know, even while I was working in Bombay, and my friend who was working, who was working at uh, as an equity research analyst, mm. you know, mm. when you're trying to apply for an MBA, then there's that season where all colleges are coming down for your, uh, you know, to see them. and it's such an effort to squeeze in the time you know after work or take some break from work to go and you know be there at those events so that is i mean that's such a helpful uh, way to just get across to everyone no, like irrespective of the covid situation no thank you no uh, that's what the uh, larger uh, student population says uh, uh, sitting at the comfort of their house uh, in their room they can uh, log on and speak to a university face to face and even get offers uh, same thing with the universities as well because universities are really worried about how they will yeah. speak to students now and uh, thanks to this uh, we are getting a chance to get ahead of the current front like i said while it's pouring yeah yeah so uh, there's a question from akshay so uh, what okay. what are some futuristic innovations you expect in the education system in the near future so again uh, so let in me sure so let me speak more specifically about uh, uh, what i just answered i believe that universities are going to get unbundled there are different pieces to it and uh, it's going to be very important that uh, the higher education ecosystem aligns itself with uh, uh, this future uh, we don't uh, just go about uh, adding more uh, say certifications that somebody needs to start a university 
uh, if tomorrow uh, akshay who asked a question and not this akshay uh, wants to go out and start a skilling academy which is focused on one particular course they should be able to do it uh, i see uh, say uh, we have seen coding academies right uh, but coding academies are just like one part of it uh, there could be 19 another options something for construction workers uh, something for uh, nursing something for like the sports guys i i told you about something for the nutrition guys something for the culinary guys something for the food tech guys so i think specialized uh, i won't say specialized degrees but specialized special degrees are all over always a vague uh, uh, way to look at it uh, but the specialized programs are going to kind of make the whole theme uh, much more comprehensive for the future generations they could look at if i already uh have access to the right career advice thanks to platforms like leverage edu and if i already know what i want to do uh why do i want to do a generic uh, degree why do i want to do an mba uh why do i want to uh uh at the at the risk of uh, upsetting my alma mater like why do i want to go to an isb uh why yeah. do i not uh, do something more specific which is more in line with what i really want to do because i've already discovered it and uh, uh like i told you like we 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 we've been very uh uh focus on building that reputation for ourselves at leverage edu in the last uh, uh, 2 to 3 years and uh, if something like that picks up further like we'll be very excited to kind of uh, work in tandem with this change and uh, that is something that we are hoping for as well and that is something that we are working towards as well and uh, we already are uh, working with uh, more specific uh, schools that focus on some of these specific uh, uh, programs uh, nursing being one of them uh construction being one of them sports being one of them uh luxury fashion management being one of them uh where people can kind of come in and uh, work with uh, big boutiques so on and so forth so i think that's the future uh, uh skills into education into employability and employability will always be the most important piece because the larger proportion yeah. of our country is uh, lower uh, to uh, middle middle class and uh, that's where we need to get to and uh, actually could you talk to us about you know a particular challenge that you faced in this journey or like just your general mindset to sort of walk through challenges and how do you sustain this entrepreneurial journey that can be rather like daunting and lonely sometimes sure so uh, so i think challenges i it's very difficult to talk about particular challenges every day is a challenge uh, and and i'm not kidding i'm not saying it for the sake of it every day is a challenge in some way or the other uh it's 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 not easy to build a business in india for sure uh you have you get to face uh, things that you don't plan for uh what's the right uh, i'm i'm trying to find the right english substitute to it uh, this is very desi word that i have for it but let me uh, there's some guda there's, there's some guda that you need right like there's some there's some guts that you essentially want it's a very up word uh my family hails from up uh so there's some there's a lot of <laughs> oh beautiful oh beautiful and 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 i give the kanpur example as well so there's some guda slash guts that you need to essentially be able to go through a bunch of those things and uh, uh there is a way in, there's a process in which you can kind of go out and hack it uh, and there is also you can uh, put yourself into delusion to make sure uh, you go through phases like these so i do both uh first is uh, i think i have uh, uh i have designed the company in such a way that i get to work with people who i really like and love and uh, i think uh, uh, and that really helps i have um, aman who i have been like working with for the last decade uh, who leads tech uh, uh, we recently had uh, digvijay was best friend from isb join us as chief operating officer uh, who was with mckinsey for the last 5 years who was in investing before that 
and uh, i have gaurav who i have known for a long time and i have like lot of people who are either my college juniors or people who i have known uh, who i have kind of really liked and uh, it's largely a very fun uh, fun vibe at our workplace and even when we are like in the zoom era uh, we still have a lot of fun and we have uh, calls that go on till 5 am and 6 am so uh, one part is that uh, we have consciously kept the culture very uh, like uh, uh, fun driven uh it's 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 very important to have fun in life and it's very understated when you're trying to build something hard uh second is uh, the delusion piece so i i listen to a lot of punjabi songs i think that helped me on the lot of punjabi myself a uh, uh, lot of lot of uh, if you will see a lot of uh, these rap artists and their lyrics uh whenever i think you are in a low and you listen to these lyrics you feel like oh like this person is having was having the same journey that i i'm uh, having right now and it kind of helps you relate so i'm a big bacha fan so back in the day when we were still a much smaller company i would plug into the bacha playlist every single day and i would kind of i needed to hear that album uh, once uh, in every 24 hours and uh, now of course that's moved to uh, having some of the other song playing on my youtube playlist uh, all the time and i think that uh, kind of uh, in a delusion way uh, delusional way kind of keeps you away from thinking too much about the stresses that come from the every day Yeah. I see somebody comment Kanpur rocks. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, coming to my uh, next question, um, besides, so basically, music helps you sail through work. Hmm. Hmm. From that. And um, coming yeah. to my next question, could you recommend like three books or podcasts that you would really recommend to someone who's starting out and that you think have helped you? Sure. So I would. Uh, I think uh, for all startups, uh, one absolutely recommended book always is Shoe Dog, uh, which yeah. is the story of uh, Nike, the uh, founder of Nike, and it's uh, Phil Knight. And like I'm a huge Phil Knight fan, uh, the way in which he built out the business uh, by going through as many downs as possible uh, across a very large period of time. And I think I'm a huge fan of that. So I think Shoe Dog is a big recommendation. And other than that, uh, I think. Uh, uh there's this book called uh, the hard uh, thing about hard things by ben horowitz i think i'm calling it right uh which again talks about uh, the journey and goes into more specifics uh, so i think those will be my two book recommendations uh, which somebody should get started with and on the podcast piece uh, uh i listen to uh, i think for beginners the best podcast to kind of get started with is masters of scale and uh, i listen to a podcast called the origins which is about uh, how the finance ecosystem largely works how the lps and vcs work together and that gives you a lot of uh, understanding about how money is really playing out how a lot of vcs who are also raising capital from lps it all goes down towards having social impact and uh, as a founder or as an entrepreneur or as a startup executive uh, if you can essentially also align your vision towards doing more uh, uh, impact driven uh, work in your life uh, i think that's how we all come together and make a make the world a much better place so i think the startup ecosystem uh, owes it to the world uh, to solve problems which are uh, very relevant very futuristic uh, and are helping somebody uh, up level their life and transform their life which is what our vision is at leverage it to yeah amazing interestingly i've i've very recently followed into like non fiction from fiction and shoe dog was one of the first like non fiction books awesome awesome really like have you finished it yeah yeah i finished it it's been a while this is like right when i was going to quit my job so okay beautiful another book uh, another book which i recommended to my team last evening last night was uh, this book called saying no to jugad 
it's written by tn hari it's a big basket story which is again a fabulous story coming out of india you must uh, take a look at that yeah that off next okay uh, coming to my next question where where do you see leverage edu in five years oh wow very interesting question i generally don't even answer this question for the investors uh, but uh, we see ourselves uh, let me kind of to put it very broadly we see ourselves uh, on the sides of the student uh, uh the world is changing very quickly like i told you uh, uh, in the previous part of this chat uh, universities are getting unbundled uh, we are seeing uh, people uh, focus on different attributes of this unbundled university uh, the credential piece uh, the uh, network piece uh, the academic piece uh, we see ourselves aligning to all of those pieces and uh, focusing more on uh, uh, things that really help the student uh become employable and be able to kind of uh, transform their life uh, from x to y in the larger horizon so categorically what we don't do from day zero is we don't uh, uh, get students to uh, do degrees uh, which uh, will not add a lot of value in terms of their employability unless it's like a huge passion project for them and that's really, that, that's what they really want to do so its employability has been a very big focus for us always and uh, we see ourselves uh, kind of focusing more on it uh, uh, especially in the age of online universities uh, that we are going to see as we move forward like i told you about leverage live i told you about uniconnect uh, we have universities coming to uniconnect now who are only focused on online courses and that is absolutely brilliant uh, some of these are from india as well and uh, yeah i think that's that's pretty much it being by the side of the student uh, being uh, a company which is focusing on employability and being a company which is uh, uh helping people get access to uh, skills which are necessary to be able to uh, get to the next level of their lives okay and uh, if you were to look back at your entrepreneurial journey is there is there any one thing you wish you had done differently uh one thing which i had done differently uh uh no that's a tough one uh, uh, uh i don't think so I I I'm I'm pretty much uh, I'm, I'm a Bollywood fan as well, other than being an entrepreneur. So I, I I'm pretty much uh, I I I love to look at this as a three and a half year uh, movie, or uh, which is which is still in motion, and I would not uh, want to live it any other way. Uh, we have had a fair share of uh, uh, learnings, uh, and every single learning, every single hard time that we have gone through has only taught us uh, how to do something more differently and more beautifully. be in terms of solving a particular challenge through uh, the intervention of technology uh, be it improving our processes uh, be it uh, doing more and more things on the side of the student a uh, lot of uh, things that we do today are uh, uh, stuff that uh, is coughed off by the industry in general we continue to invest uh, a large proportion of our resources towards building free tools towards building free chats towards giving a free counseling to every single person who comes onto our platform uh, a lot of people think that that is wastage of money a uh, lot of people think that uh, giving so much uh, resources at the hands of the student is uh, not the right way and you should essentially make sure that they come to your uh, door once and then you essentially arm them uh, that is a strategy that is followed by a lot of uh, larger edtech companies as well uh, but i have a different take towards it i think we are in it for a much larger cause and uh, uh, time will be uh, uh, the right uh, answer uh, to what's the right strategy whether it is to play by the student or whether it's it is essentially to monetize a student on day zero yeah and uh, if you were to leave us with one like golden piece of advice to people who are starting out or who want to venture into entrepreneurship what what would that be 
sure so i think uh, one of my favorite uh, and most underrated uh, advice that i like i've got it from somebody and i've sown by it uh, ever since is uh, it's not done till it's done uh, and that is true for every single thing that you do in your life it's not done till it's done in terms of acquiring a customer uh, till uh, uh, any investor conversation that you're having till a sale is being made uh, to a new feature that is being launched which can just kind of break out in the last particular second you've seen that happen with spacex last night uh, and i think uh, uh, of course you uh, prepare for the very best possible and you hope that uh, everything will function beautifully uh, but i love the i love the energy that uh, being a little stressful gives you i in fact uh, don't understand the concept of not being stressful around something if i'm not stressful around something i'll be really worried there has to be the right amount of tension you can't panic for sure because i think that will throw things off yeah. but the right amount of stress is very important to make sure that uh, things go through and it goes to the other side of being done and uh, i think as soon as you kind of check mark that done uh, if you are kind of trying to build something which is much larger than yourself uh, you don't get any chance to kind of uh, say gp or raise your hand or anything like that you essentially start uh, your you kind of put your attention towards the next big thing that is happening and i think that's a beauty of uh, trying to build something and uh, that's what we're trying to do as well amazing so uh, thank you so much for joining us no thanks sushla and, you know i also personally feel like i wish i had someone like that when i was starting out it's so so helpful to have a mentor who can like you know walk you through your professional Correct. life so you're doing some incredible work and uh, really like thank good you. luck on thanks for joining us thanks 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 really appreciate